So when I'm thinking, am I doing what I wanted to be doing with my life? I reflect on people like my friend who didn't get that opportunity because, as I said before, running a business is a privilege. Aging is a privilege. You know, I know a lot of people like, oh, my God, you know, and even me. Now I'm in my, I'm well into my 40s. (laughs) I can't even, I mean, yes, technically I'm still in my early 40s. But, you know, people, oh, God, I've got wrinkles or I've got this or I'm getting greys. All of those are a privilege. It is a privilege to age. It is a privilege to to have the health to keep going and to keep living. Do you love your life as a small business owner? Let's be real. Sometimes we just don't. It's my hope that this, the My Daily Business podcast, helps you regain a little of that lost love through practical, actionable tips, tools, and tactics, interviews with creative and curious small business owners, and in-depth coaching episodes with me, your host, Fiona Kalaki. With more than 20 years experience in marketing, brand, content, and systems, and having now helped thousands of small business owners, I know what it takes to build a business that you can be proud of and that actually aligns with your values, your beliefs, and your hopes for the future. So much of our daily life is spent working on and in the businesses and the brands that we are creating. And so it makes sense to actually love what you do. So let's get into this podcast and help you figure out how to love your business and your life on the daily. Hello, and welcome to episode 320 of the My Daily Business podcast. Today, you're listening to a coaching episode, and this one is a little deeper than perhaps some of the other business topics that we cover. Also, as you may have guessed, I have a bit of a cold, not fun, but we'll try and get through this episode together. If you are new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, as I mentioned, is a coaching episode. I also give you quick tip episodes every single Tuesday, and then every alternate Thursday, we have either a coaching episode or an interview with another small business owner. So if you are new here, know that you can go and binge 319 other episodes before this. Also, as usual, this episode will be available in text format over at mydailybusiness.com forward slash podcast and for this particular episode forward slash 320. Before we get stuck in, I wanted to remind you that group coaching, my 12-month program, is going to be starting soon. So the enrollments will be open very soon. But if you want to get on the wait list and you want to enjoy some extra goodies, if you do go forward with group coaching, such as extra one-on-one time with me, then you can put yourself down on the wait list at mydailybusiness.com forward slash group coaching. And we'll link to that in the show notes over at mydailybusiness.com forward slash group coaching. You'll also be able to see all of the elements that are involved in the 12 month program. I absolutely love running the group coaching program. I see people sort of start out feeling quite unsure and maybe a little lacking in confidence in some areas of their business. And over the 12 months, I see them grow so hugely and just be able to really promote themselves with confidence, understand their financials with confidence. And I see them network and make friends within that group coaching program as well. So if you're interested, check out everything over at mydailybusiness.com forward slash group coaching. Of course, I also want to acknowledge that traditional owners and custodians on the land on which I'm coming to you from today, that is North Warrandyte. So it is the Wurrung and Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And I pay my respects to their elders, past and present, and acknowledge that sovereignty has never been ceded. All right, let's get into today's coaching episode. All 
All right. So as I mentioned, I do have a cold. I woke up with a cold, which is not fun, but it was bound to happen. I have been traveling quite a bit, been on a lot of aeroplanes, been around a lot of people, and then came straight back to Melbourne and went into running a few parties for my youngest child, which involved going to a play center. And, you know, those places are just full of germs. So it was bound to happen, but it's kind of annoying that it's happened because today, if you're listening to this in real time, it is my birthday. And so it's never fun to feel like crap on your birthday, but so be it. So today I wanted to actually talk about not necessarily my birthday, but what birthdays can do in terms of being this kind of marker in the year and a chance to stop and question and pause and think about the direction that your life is going. And I know that for myself, every single year, my birthday obviously falls at the same day every year and it is smack bang in the middle of the year. And I think it's a really good opportunity to reset, to really consider where am I going? What am I doing? Am I happy right now? Which things would I like to change? Which things are going really, really well? And to reset and remind ourselves that we are actually in control of a large part of our lives. I know that people often you know, talk to me about the, the issues and the challenges and the stresses that they're having with a small business. And it may sound kind of twee or, you know, a little fluffy or whatever else, but there's such a privilege in being able to have a small business, to be able to have that choice to start a business and to be able to have the freedom to control to a degree, we can't control every single thing that happens in our business, but to control how you are making your money. So many people around the world do not get that opportunity. So I think that's a really important thing to remind yourself of, regardless of how your business is going right now, just to remind yourself that it is a privilege to be able to have a business. And I know that it cannot feel like that at some points. But today I wanted to talk about the questions that I run through every single year on my birthday to remind myself of, you know, the fact that I am an adult, I do have agency over my life, and I can control, in many ways, the direction that my life is going. So I wanted to run through those questions today, but I also wanted you to think about these questions, not necessarily even in relation to your life, but in relation to your small business as well. So really stopping, taking the time to consider, am I just caught up in the day-to-day? Am I just keeping going, keeping going, doing the same thing, getting used to the monotony of that? Or am I wanting to stop and change and remind myself that I can actually change things? So I have done this many times in my life, but also many times in my business. I think that it is easy to complain and easy. And I'm not saying that you can't, you know, you shouldn't complain ever or anything like that. Hello, I can put my hand up. I'm sure my husband would put both hands up and say that I do complain about lots of things all the time. But to remind yourself that it's not about necessarily pointing out the problems all the time, but it's more about trying to find solutions. I think we've all probably worked in places where we are surrounded by, you know, problem pointer outers. Is that even a word? But people that are very good to point out the problems, but not so good in finding solutions. I remember years ago, we got our house painted by a lovely guy, but when we came back, you know, we'd gone away for a week, they painted it. And then we came back and the color just had not taken. I mean, it's a log cabin. It it was very, very dry wood. The wood had basically just soaked in the paint. And so the color was not as vibrant as we had hoped. And so I remember he just kind of got quite defensive, 
my husband was kind of annoyed about it and we kept just, you know, pointing out the problem. He kept pointing out the problem about, well, it's the wood, it's not my problem. And eventually I just said, look, we could go around for like the next three hours pointing out the problem. What is the solution? What are we all going to do to find a solution to this? And in the end, he found a really great solution, repainted it with a different stain, works beautifully, looks great. We were able to sell it. The guy who's bought it loves it. So I guess that's just a reminder that as we go through this process today, try not to harbour on what is wrong. I mean, that is definitely a thing that you want to have a look at. Not what's wrong, but just not what is not working or where you're not loving things at the moment in your business and and looking at how to rectify those, but not getting so stuck on the problems that you have no energy left to consider the solutions. I hope that makes sense. All right. So should we get stuck into the actual questions that I ask myself every single June when I am kind of reassessing my life, but I also think these questions can be just as easily applied to your small business. So if you are in a position, you can write these down and so you can come back and answer them, or you could even just pause this, write each one, answer it, come back as if we're kind of doing an interactive workshop exercise together. Or if you are not in a position to write these down right now, you know that you can go to mydailybusiness.com forward slash podcast forward slash 320, zero and find these in text format and you can come back and answer them at a point where you have the mind space and the physical space to be able to really think about them and put your answers in. So in no particular order, these are the the key questions that I ask myself. The first is, am I doing what I wanted to be doing with my life? Now, This can feel like a really heavy and big one, depends, or it could feel very exciting to you. Who knows? Depends what your mindset is in right now, but it also depends on the context. So for me, I, and I've talked about this previously, when I was 21, I was living overseas and my best friend at the time, very, very close friend to me, passed away in a car accident, a very tragic car accident. She was not very far from her home. I think she was just like, she'd gone to the movies with her boyfriend or something. It was just absolutely tragic. And I had to write the eulogy for that whilst traveling. And it was a horrible thing to have to do when you're at that age. But also, you know, coming back, meeting with her parents, who I met for many, many years, I still keep in touch with, you know, it's 20 years later. And a reminder, I actually just recently went and visited the gravesite of my friend just in December last year. And you know, it's a huge reminder that she didn't get to do all these things that I have had the opportunity to do. She never got to, you know, become a mum. She never got to start a business, which she would have been absolutely incredible at. I mean, there's so many things that you take for granted and her life was cut short. So when I do reflect on this, often I think about her, I think about her pretty much most days. And I think when you've had a great friendship like that and or, or, you know, maybe it's somebody else in your life and they have passed away, you tend to think of them on, you know, key dates like your birthday, their birthday, all of that. So when I'm thinking, am I doing what I wanted to be doing with my life? I reflect on people like my friend who didn't get that opportunity because, as I said before, running a business is a privilege aging is a privilege. You know, I know a lot of people like, oh my God, you know, and even me now I'm in my, I'm well into my (laughs) forties. I can't even, I mean, yes, technically I'm still in my early forties, but 
you know, people will, oh, God, I've got wrinkles or I've got this or I'm getting greys. All of those are a privilege. It is a privilege to age. It is a privilege to to have the health to keep going and to keep living. And so I really stop and reflect, am I doing what I wanted to be doing with my life? And that can look like lots of different things. You could use something like the wheel of life. If you Google wheel of life, you'll see it. It's just a wheel. A lot of life coaches will use that as a, as a framework. I think it came out in the 1970s. And it basically is a circle that's divided into, you know, eight, 10 or six sections. And each of those represents an area of your life. So it might be wealth, it might be sex, it might be relationships, family, job, whatever it is. And you can mark how well or not well those are doing. So that could be a framework that you use to answer this question. Or you could just really think about, you know, what were you wanting to do when you were a child or as a teenager or when you finished school? Like what were your plans? Or even, you know, the last few years, if you've sat down and reflected on this, how aligned or misaligned are you with those things that you wanted to do? And so that's the first big question that I will ask myself. And the way that I usually answer these is that I will I will get a journal out and I will write almost like a diary entry to myself and really be thinking about things. So recently I was, again, massive privilege, able to travel. So I went overseas, went to the US, the UK, Europe, and really thoroughly enjoyed that. And that was a great thing because I had felt that travel was very much missing from my life. I'm somebody that used to travel quite a bit. I mean, I think most Australians love to travel. We couldn't travel because of the massive lockdowns uh, as per, you know, like the rest of the world. But also I think you can get into a rut or you can tell yourself, oh, it's too hard. It's too far. I mean, everywhere is too far from Australia. (laughs) And so that is something that I'm really, really happy that I've done. And I know that last year when I was reflecting on this stuff, travel was a big thing that I wanted to do more of. And I've been able to do that, you know, twice already this year, which is a grand, huge privilege to be able to do that. So that's the first thing. Really think about, am I doing what I wanted to be doing with my life? Now, if you wanted to put this into a business perspective, you could take that same question. Are you doing what you wanted to be doing in your business? Now, wanted to be doing could mean all sorts of metrics. It could be, am I making the money that I had hoped to make? Outside of the money, though, am I enjoying the time that I get back from running my business? You know, I work part-time. I get a lot of time with my children. It is also school holidays at the moment. And so planning, you know, what we can do and having that freedom, even at the moment, I've literally gone overseas for two weeks. I've been working on my book quite heavily. I haven't seen clients in that time. I'm also moving in the next two weeks. So I've also had to take time off there. If I was working in an employed role, I think this would be virtually impossible to take that much time off in the middle of a year when we're doing all of end of financial year sales and all the other things that need to be done at mid-year time. And so again, I you know, thank, am thankful and grateful that I have a business that allows me the freedom to do those sorts of things. So that first question is, am I doing what I wanted to be doing in my life? And if you want to reflect that in a business sense, are you doing what you wanted to be doing in your business? So that's question one. The next question, and this one is where I mentioned previously, you know, don't get so hung up on, you know, problem, problem, problem. If you're going to be answering this question, think about the solution and try and have a solution first mentality. So the second question is, which parts of my life could I improve on? And again, if you wanted to put this into a business perspective, which parts of your small business could you improve upon? So coming back to the kind of life stuff, which parts of my life could I improve upon? 
So this is where, again, if you wanted to use the wheel of life, that would be good. Or you can just have sections, you know, headers really. So for me, it might be family, health, spirituality, business, relationships, which in in there I would also include friendships. And so I will kind of rate myself one out of 10 against these. And I guess it's not necessarily that you have to improve year after year, but just to really be honest with yourself and, and put a benchmark. With my health, I know in 2021, I think I recorded an episode being like, this is going to be my year of health. And that did not pan out. Last year, I had health smashed over my head by the universe of you're going to pay attention to this. And this year, even though I'm coming to you with a cold, I do feel like I've taken a lot more steps. I do meal prep. I am going to a physio class every single week. I am seeing my physio. I'm seeing an acupuncturist. I'm going for more of my daily walks with the dogs or sometimes without the dogs if I'm very lucky, but that rarely happens. You know, I'm doing my stretches. I'm doing my yoga. I'm doing all the things. And as well as doing meditation, there was a moment actually on my trip recently overseas where I just felt like I was in a bit of a weird headspace. I'd sort of gone to bed early. I was sort of annoyed and I couldn't tell why I was annoyed. And it's totally fine to be annoyed, but I just sort of was like, I want to get out of this funk. And so the next morning I literally got up, I did two meditations and I really just did some reflecting and I felt so much better. And it reminded me that I do need meditation in my life. Every time I do meditation consistently, and it can be as little as 10 minutes a day or 10 minutes, you know, four days a week, I feel a lot better mentally. So I might look at my health and mark myself out of 10. Then I might look at, like I said, family and be like, okay, Am I being the parent that I want to be? Recently, I bought a book called How to Raise Boys Who Like Themselves. So I'm a mother of two boys and I think it's really important to sometimes read these books. And I have to say, I'm not someone who generally reads parenting books. And it's weird because I will read books on every other topic. (laughs) And then it's sort of something that you think, well, I'm a parent. I should just sort of know how to do this. I'm kind of figuring it out. Isn't everybody... And I think it's it's something that maybe you do when you have your first child and you read all these books, particularly in pregnancy. I feel like I read a lot of books, probably more books in pregnancy than after having a child. But that is something that I want to put more effort into. And so I'm reading that book. I'm also reading Steve. Oh, I can't remember his surname. I'm sure other people will know who I'm talking about. Maggie Dent. has Maggie Dent, is that the right person? And so I'm reading some books about raising boys. Uh, I think it is a really important thing. Obviously, I, I'm not a boy and I didn't grow up as a boy. And also, even if I you know, whatever gender is or, you know, non-binary or whatever, I grew up in a different generation. I grew up without the internet. So everything is very, very different. And so I want to be the best parent that I can be. So under family, I might put things in there like I'm going to be doing more research. I'm going to be asking for help. I'm going to be, you know, maybe doing some, some short courses. I know family members who've done short courses in parenting. And I was like, oh, do they exist? Like outside of, you know, pregnancy stuff and the very early days of having a child. And so that is something that I want to improve upon. So I might put that into, you know, the section of family under relationships, including friendships. I know that I am somebody who I talk to people all day long. It is my job. I'm talking to people most days, actually, let's say Tuesdays and Thursdays, I talk to people all day long. Like on a Thursday, which is my long day, I can have six or seven coaching sessions. And that's a lot. And so sometimes you get off the end of those days and they're amazing and exhilarating and energizing, but you also don't necessarily feel like getting on the phone to a friend and talking for an hour because it's like, I've been talking and talking and talking. And sometimes I just want to go and like read a book or meditate or 
watch Netflix, talk to my husband over a cup of tea or just go to bed. And so I know that maybe with my job, more so than say somebody who's maybe, I don't know, a ceramicist and is by themselves quite a lot of the day and not necessarily talking to other people, maybe unless they're in a studio, but let's say you're by yourself and you're making ceramics or you're making jewellery or you're making something else, potentially, and I'm not somebody in that position, but I have worked with lots of people that do that. Potentially, you may want to go and meet your friends after work because you haven't spoken to people all day. And you're like, I want a bit of human interaction. Whereas sometimes for me, it can be the opposite. And so with my friendships and my wonderful friends, who I'm incredibly, incredibly lucky to have, and they know who they are, I can sometimes feel as if I need to put a bit more effort in. And I mean, I definitely think I do put effort in, in some cases, but you know, and everyone gets busy and everything else. And so this year I have really tried to go, you know what, there are certain people I want to see. I'm going to make more of an effort to actually set up a date, see them. Let's do this. I also have to shout out my friend, Chris Mannix from Soda Communications, who is amazing at doing this. And she, so we have dinner, you know, I think it's every three months and she will be like at the end of each dinner, okay, get your diary out. When's our next dinner? Book it in. We go to the same restaurant every time. And it's just lovely because it's like, okay, it's in the diary. It's it's there. And I think that is not very hard to do. And yet sometimes we'll, or I know that I will be like, oh, yep, 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 we'll meet up. And then, you know, life, life gets in the way. And so you just push it out and push it out and push it out. And so that is something that I want to improve upon this year. So you can have different sections in that question of which parts of my life could I improve upon or in your business, which parts of your small business could you improve upon? And then underneath each, you want to be giving yourself solutions. So what is the solution? The solution might be, let's say with a particular friend, I am going to meet up with them every month and we're going to have a standing date to meet up with, or we're going to be like every second Wednesday, we do this, whatever it is, you can make that happen. It doesn't necessarily even have to be meeting up. It could be a phone call It's just a way of keeping in touch and keeping those social relationships happening because they are so important, not just, you know, they're fun and enjoyable, but mentally for your mental health. It's also been proven that people who have friendships, you know, survive longer, all of these things, they are such an important part. And I think when you have a business, sometimes you can let that business overtake other things in your life that are just as important, if not more important. So that's number two, the second question, which parts of my life could I improve upon? Or like I said, if you wanted to think about this in business terms, which parts of your small business could you improve upon? And then the third question that I ask myself is which parts of my life are better right now than I could have imagined? And that is something that, again, I don't think we all take enough time to look at. I think a lot of the time people focus on the problems, focus on what we don't have, focus on where we're not or how far away we are from X, Y, Z, or how far below we are that we compare ourselves to other people in terms of how much money they're making, where they live, what their house looks like, everything that, you know, we can often look at other people's lives and we're we're always seeing the highlight reels. We're not seeing necessarily the nitty gritty, dirty stuff they're not happy to air. And so you want to think about though, what parts of my life are bloody amazing? Which parts am I just so thankful for and are better than anything I could have imagined? So in there, I might put things like my partner. I and you know, <laughs> I don't think he listens to this podcast very often, but I would say that that relationship we have been together 17 years. We've been married 15 years this year. That is better than I 
imagine, of course, it is not perfect. And we have definitely had moments where it is very, very hard. But when I was growing up, I had a couple of boyfriends at school, at high school, and then I just didn't really date for a long time. So much so that my mother sat me down and asked me if there was anything I needed to tell her. And my eldest brother also asked me, and I was like, no, I just, like, I'm I'm not going to be, I'm not going to accept anyone, you know, I'm not going to be someone who dates for the sake of dating. And so I had often imagined myself as this, I would be this kind of single writer and I'd be like the auntie to all my friends' kids. And I mean, I really wanted kids, but I didn't necessarily think that I would meet someone who, you know, ticked all the boxes that I wanted ticked. And so to have met someone and to have grown with that person and grown and grown and become best friends with that person and had a long, you know, a really long relationship, 17 years is a is a decent stint. I mean, it's almost an adult if you think about it in terms of a child. And it's, I think in Australia, the average first marriage lasts 12.1 years. And that's not to say, you know, if you're in a crap marriage, you shouldn't just stay in there for the sake of, you know, sticking it out. But I would say that one thing that I, is better than I've imagined is the relationship that I have with him. So that could be one thing. Also, again, if you want to take this question into a business, you know, mindset, then you would have which parts of your small business are better than you could have imagined. So again, if I was to answer that, I would think I actually am quite free to work the hours that I want to work. I mean, yes, I have certain financial goals. And of course, we've just bought a new house. That is, (laughs) I have to hit those numbers and really need to hit them. (laughs) But I know that if my kids are sick, if I'm sick, you know, if I've got other things going on, I am able to, you know, move things about. And I know that I'm not trying to do that all the time, believe me. And if you're a client and you've had to be moved about, know that, you know, we are not doing that flippantly at all. But I have set my business up in a way that majority of the time things can be moved if they need to be. And I know, again, that is a real privilege and I'm not running a physical shop I don't have a whole lot of staff that, you know, are dependent on me working a certain amount of hours or, you know, them working a certain amount of hours. And so I get that that is a a privilege and the way that I've set my business up is different to a lot of small businesses. But to really think about which parts of your small business are better than you could have imagined. And again, with your life, which parts of your life are better than you could have imagined. I'm also incredibly lucky to live where I live and surrounded by bush. And it was one of the things that I really, really missed when I was overseas, which sounds so silly. I wasn't overseas for that long, but, and I was in these cities that, you know, I've lived in before for years and absolutely loved like London. And yet I felt this longing for the bush and the beautiful scenery that I get to live in every single day. So that is a huge part of my life that I'm incredibly thankful for. And I think by answering that last question of, you know, I mean, you can ask yourself a bunch more questions as well, but answering that last question of what parts of my life are better than I could have imagined, it allows you to free yourself from that problem, problem, problem. This isn't working. I'm crap. The business is not going here, whatever else that you might be going through and really take a refresh and reframe on how awesomely lucky am I to have X, Y, Z. And I'm not speaking from a place where, oh my God, everything in my life is just so perfect. It's not, it's for sure not. And taking time out of the business, like taking time off to go traveling, to 
which I did twice this year already, taking time off to, you know, move into a new house, taking time off to write a book. All of those things have a direct impact on my own cash flow and the money that is coming into this business. And so I've had to accept that, you know, I may well earn less this year than I earned last year. And that's okay because I've prioritized other things that are really, really important to me as well. So you really want to think about those three questions that I've gone through. Am I doing what I wanted to be doing in my life? Or, and what am I doing what I wanted to be doing in my business? The second one, which parts of my life could I improve upon? And then which parts of my small business could I improve upon? And the third thing, the third question, which parts are better about my life than I could have imagined? And, or which parts of your business are better than you could have imagined? So it's really taking those questions, taking the time to sit with them, And maybe coming into a situation where maybe you do these questions on your birthday or you choose my birthday in the middle of the year to do the questions or you do them at the start of the year or whatever it is, but getting into a place where you can pause and reflect and take the time to really, really consider your life and your business and what you are doing about each on the daily, literally, this is why I called the business my daily business, to think about what are some daily actions that you can do. So let's say, for example, when I talked about friendships, some daily actions I can do is check in with my friends, check in with a bit more, message them, see how they're going, do a quick voice note, call them, whatever it is. And not to be, you know, oh, this is another thing to do, but to want to do those things, which I do. I have some wonderful, wonderful friends, some, you know, newer than others, some of my oldest friends, and I want to make more of an effort in in that regard. So I might think, what am I doing daily for that? Likewise, in your business, is there something that you know you want to improve upon? What are you doing daily or weekly or monthly? And putting things into the calendar, making sure that they're actually getting done. So it's not something that you just you know sit there and you reflect and isn't this great? But you actually take whatever your answers are and then implement change based on those answers. So I hope that has been interesting for you today. As I said, this is something that I do quite often on my birthday. Again, I have to apologize for my voice. I am hoping that by the time I'm recording next time, this annoying cold has gone. But thank you so much for listening and thank you for being part of my own business journey. I get so many DMs and messages about this podcast. I get people that I meet in real life that are like, oh my God, I listen to your podcast and it feels like you're a friend. And that just means the world. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity to be with you for even a tiny bit of the day on your own business journey. If you wanted to go through this in text format, you can find the show notes, including everything I've said over at mydailybusiness.com forward slash podcast. And if you also want to get any kind of emails like this, we do have an email that goes out every single Sunday and that you can subscribe to at mydailybusiness.com forward slash subscribe. Lastly, I just wanted to remind you that group coaching will open very soon. If you want to get on the wait list and if you're on the wait list and you end up in the group coaching group, you do get some extra freebies and extra, not freebies, goodies. You get some extra time with me and some other good things. So you can go over and join the wait list at mydailybusiness.com forward slash group coaching. And over there, you'll also find all the information about group coaching, how often we meet, what's involved, what are all the extras that you get outside of the coaching sessions. I've had so many people do this and say that it's completely revolutionized their business. So if you're interested, again, it's just mydailybusiness.com forward slash group coaching. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to the My Daily Business Podcast. For a range of tools to help you grow and start your business, including coaching programs, courses, and templates, check out our shop at mydailybusiness.com forward slash shop. And if you want to get in touch, you can do that via email, hello at mydailybusiness.com, or you can hit us up on Instagram at mydailybusiness underscore. You can find us on TikTok at mydailybusiness or find me, Fiona Kalaki, on LinkedIn. I look forward to connecting. 